Hi, everyone. Welcome to the timingresearch.com crowd forecast news for November 21st, 2022. We are recording this at 1 p.m. Eastern time, and this is episode number 367. My name is David Cosmeter. I'm the creator of timingresearch.com, and uh, you should be seeing my screen right now. Uh, and today I have arranged for uh, three people to join us, all of which were presenters on our uh, Friendsgiving 2022 conference last week. So if you missed that, we had 39 great hours of, uh, of presentations and trading education. And you can get those just by going to timingresearch.com and you can scroll down and see the archives for that event. So uh, today, um, our guests for today are Michael Noss of tradeideas.com and Sonny Harris of moneymentor.com and the option professor of optionprofessor.com is back to moderate. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to him. Okay, great, uh, David. And it's good to be with everybody here today. We're getting some activity, particularly in energy today, but uh, across the board, we're getting some volatility on this uh, holiday shortened week. And so we'll have to see what's going on. Uh, before we get into everything, let's introduce ourselves. Uh, Michael of Trade Ideas. Uh, could you give us a little background on yourself, Michael, and uh, you know what's going on at uh, Trade Ideas? Yeah, sure thing. So I've been uh, in the markets in different respects for about 15 years now. Funny enough, that's actually when I started to use Trade Ideas as an application and a service. Um, started at a prop firm when I was in university, you know, scalping high flow float momentum names and that kind of thing. Uh, and then moved on to work in the hedge fund space for a few years, doing a lot of risk management. And this was around 2008 when nobody trusted anyone anymore after Madoff. So I, I would do a lot of going in and seeing what the hedge funds actually did for their trading and you know try to see what the risks were to different clients and everything like that. Uh, after that, I started consulting with trade ideas and, and building some systems and things like that with the uh, experience I got watching all the big guys play and, and trading myself the entire time. I'm a chartered market technician and a chartered alternative investment analyst. So I focus a lot on kind of the, the quantitative and the, and the technical side of, but for uh, trade ideas, we're a charting, scanning, alerting service. You can build um, scans to in real time, find whatever it is that you're looking for in the market. We have some pre-built algorithms that we have for both day trading and swing trading. Uh, and I do a lot of playing around with that. So I'm a bit of a, a relative strength trader. So I look for whatever's outperforming in this market, which right now seems to be a lot of stuff that's uh, um, incredibly boring as I look at my list, but I'm sure we'll go <laughs> later. Yeah, because uh, the value is the one that, uh, <clears throat> and the lower PEs is where the... Uh where the bid's coming in. So that's going to show up on your material, I'm sure. Huh? Yeah, a lot of like, well, just for the the top two right now is Pepsi and Constellation Brands. So yeah, all um, defensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it. Listen, yeah, that's the, that's uh, where the money flow is going. And what you're doing out there is try to find out where that money flow is going, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay, great. And we'll get into more details about a lot more stuff as we go on. Uh, Sonny Harris, Money Mentor, a little background on yourself, uh, Sonny, and then uh, a, a little update on Money Mentor. All right. Thank you, Jim. Sure. I am a mathematician, trade professional trader, and a programmer. I have been trading for 42 years. I love to mentor and tutor people. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching to help you become a successful trader, hopefully. Uh, I I'm an easy language programmer. I do custom programming. I have written six best-selling trading books, and I'm working on my seventh now. 
Uh, I do a free sunny side of the street technical newsletter every Sunday night. Every Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific, I do a free live trading room. I've done free forums on strategy trading, easy language, technical analysis, many other topics. I also do a free podcast. Uh, we've interviewed some 20 uh, notable traders, uh, legends, if you will, in this industry. And that's called The Sunny Harris Show. And I love to teach people how to trade. And my website's moneymentor.com. Okay, great. And of course, you're going to share your screen with your sunny bands when we get going, right? You let me know. I'll be happy. To. All right. We're going to start out with the question of the day, which is a Monday morning question. We're not going to Monday morning quarterback. We're actually going to tell, ask you what's going to happen. So it's Monday. But the question is, is the S&P opened up at 39.56. Where will we be on Friday? Will we be higher, lower or the same? From 39.56. Uh, if you want an edge, we're underneath that now, but uh, whatever you think. So, Michael, uh, how are we going to end this week on the S&P? I got to just go with the trend on this one and say we're going to we're gonna end a little higher, right? And in, if it was a longer-term question, I may yeah. be you know, a little bit more stumped and think lower. But uh, for the next week, it looks like we're kind of forming a little bull flag here on the market. We had a, a bit of a pop-up and... Now we're just consolidating. So all we need is a little bit of a push and maybe close over 400. And I think we might, uh, we might insinuation. Sure. And uh, what's your confidence level on that? Uh, uh, would it be uh, above 50, 50 or below 50, 50, or what do you think? Very slightly above 50, 50. So a little bit the uh, preponderance of the evidence uh, tilts you, but it's not uh, a table slamming type thing. Exactly. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. Uh, Sonny, uh, 3956, where are we going to be up, down or sideways? Well, that's really hard to tell because I can't tell time on my chart. I can only tell price. Right. Looks to me like it's going to drop down at least to the inner sunny band. If, uh, and it also looks like it might try to go up to the 200 moving average. Well, this is a good time to throw that sunny bands up so we don't have to leave so much to the <laughs> imagination. All right, let's take a look. Can you see it? I can see it. Michael, can All you right. see it too? Certainly, yep. Okay, so, right. so what are we seeing here? Right out here at the end, see that we have this dynamic moving average, which is purple and gold in the center. Uh huh. Then we have two bands, a teal one and a green one on the upper side and a teal and green one on the lower side. Okay. And this dynamic moving average was created in the first place to reduce whipsaw, which is the bane of all traders. Right. So it looks to me like price is going to come down within this band. Let's make this. Yeah. So it looks like it's going to come down to me. In the so that's 30. Well, there. it's already done that. It's around 39.46. So it's, it's kind of doing that today a little bit. Right. And I think it's going to come lower. But then I think it's also going to try to go up to this 200-day moving average. I don't know if that's going to happen by Friday or not. So I think yeah. it's going to come down and then go up. Or yeah, you know, up and you, know what, you know what might add some credence to what you're talking about is I see a gap on the chart here on the SPX uh, between around 38.30 and 38.60 which would kind of come right into that neighborhood where all those, um, you know, the purple and the, and the gold yeah. or whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. So it, it wouldn't surprise, it would actually be very uh, uh, fantastic if you're bullish to have it go down to that neighborhood, get a buying opportunity and then have it go up to that 200 day. That would be absolutely ideal. huh? That would be delightful, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I would. Do uh, think it, I do. I'm, think I'm, I'm, I might even buy at thirty-eight thirty. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> even you. They could even possibly get my checkbook out at that point. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, because uh, you know, uh, filling gaps is something that occurs. And uh, again, uh, we oh. do have some stuff out there with the COVID in China and with the oil prices, uh, you know, uh, dipping and stuff. So there is a little bit of a um, a selling vibe there. But uh, like like Michael, like, yeah, like Michael says, we're in a world where, you know, if anybody burps the right way, we could go up 50 S&P points. You know what I mean? (laughs) Easily. Yeah. So that's why, you know, but again, that that gap down there is something that I'm finding intriguing, particularly when it coincides with your sunny bands coming into the uh, to the purple area. I agree. That's a good call. So that would be that would be something to see. Okay, and um, uh, technical and fundamental things that we are looking at, uh, or anything you know that uh, is giving you some kind of an idea on what market direction might be doing, Michael. Do you have some uh, you know uh, things that are stepping out to you as uh, indicators? Uh, I not one to ask for the fundamental side. I actually try to avoid news as okay. much as possible uh, as, as a CMT. I find it kind of taints my thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm really, really just a pure kind of technician when it comes to when it comes to looking at trend. Now, I like to look under the hood to see kind of which ETFs and which sectors are doing well. And when I was doing that a little bit this weekend, I noticed a lot of the defensive sectors were doing well. And mm-hmm. just like we talked about, I have this relative strength algorithm that I use quite frequently to try to figure out you know, different stocks that I should be adding to my portfolio and what I should be pulling away. And I, I can get a good sense from that as well, uh, what's going on in the market. So we just chatted about how all the top names are pretty boring, uh, which makes me think that it's going to be one of those times in which it's, um, it's going to be your kind of borings. It's going to be the stocks that um, are defensive in nature. And that makes me a little bit worried for any sort of long-term growth or, mm-hmm. or long-term sustained move. Because you expect to see if the market's going to you know, be rip-roaring, you'd expect to see a lot of tech names. You'd expect to see uh, maybe some pharmaceuticals, some fun stuff like that. But when it's I'm um, seeing raw stores and waste management and um, end phase and, and, you know, more slower type names, yeah. it just makes me think that, you know, we may be in for a little bit more chop, a little more defensive action. Well, particularly on the indexes, because they're heavily on tech and uh, tech is obviously more vulnerable than uh, than the value lately. And although it had a nice little spot rally there, but I mean, bottom line is, is that uh, if the tech gives it up uh, at all, you know, these indexes will probably be able to go down and fill that gap. Maybe, you know what I mean? Whereas the stocks stocks you're looking at might do quite well. uh, The indexes themselves might be in trouble because of the tech uh, underperformance. Well, and that's the concept we're looking for with relative strength, right? Is is to just find, like you mentioned earlier, where the money is going, where is everything flowing into, where is everything flowing out of, and in this case, it does seem to be a lot of um, flowing into defensive names. So, if we have the belief that a lot of people do that, uh, you know, these large institutions are slow to move and slow to react and everything, then the Big, these kind of big trends will show you where are those hedge funds and large institutions going. It seems to be, in this case, that a lot of these ones are going into, um, again, in, into more defensive names and into things that they want to uh, they want to hide, right? And and when the the big guys want to hide, you're probably better to to at least be a little bit cautious to maybe hide with them. Yeah. Do you have any screen sharing that you'd like to do, which uh, might show some um, information that you have or? 
Yeah. Because yeah, uh, like I say, right now um, you're you're speaking about things, but uh, by showing something on the screen, we'd have a more clarity, you know. You see that there? Sure. Yeah. So this is trade ideas. Um, again, a charting, alerting, and and um, and testing or back testing service. We do some auto trading and algorithm building and all that as well. So um, this uh, scan that I'm I'm kind of going through right here mm -hmm. is basically just looking at uh, a series of indicators that we put together and we rank them. So you can see Pepsi has a score of 85, and it basically just means uh, simply put, think of you know, if the stock's above its 200-day moving average, give it a point. And uh, if it's near new all-time highs, give it a point, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then the bottom chart is just comparing pretty much year-to-date, like probably be precise, but uh, with the the teal line being whatever stock I'm looking at and the purple line being the S&P 500. So you can see just by looking at the individual names and how well they're doing, a lot of more boring kind of names here. So for me, this one looks like it's a bio, but for me, this is where a lot of my trading takes place, where I want to constantly be rotating into the names that are the strongest and then getting out of the ones that aren't. And uh, yeah, again, most of these names, some of these look like they might be interesting. So this is a little health insurance broker, but yeah, you're seeing raw stores and waste yeah, management right, right. and pet and, and all of this. And these are updated live in real time every 10 seconds. So uh, if if and when something changes, I'll be able to see it here. But until then, you know, um, a lot of a lot of boring stuff going on. Yeah. Can you plug in uh, your own stock and see what it looks like? In other words, like say a, a, a client wanted to put in uh, something like, say, Foot Locker and get an idea uh, if that still looks like a good deal even after it popped up. Yeah. Yeah, so the the bottom mm. kind of green histogram I put in will show that that ranking system, and again, it's ranked off of a series of indicators and and uh, chart pattern recognition and candlestick pattern recognition. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and anything kind of above the the thirty or forty range is okay. You can see that it it was doing much better uh, when it gapped, but now that it's kind of failing to hold that gap, it's getting a little bit of a worse reading. Um, another tool that we have that we used a lot is this uh, white histogram that I have, which is just looking at the pure candlestick pattern. So if you're a pan candlestick guy, uh, this is another cool one that I'm doing some building and testing with now. What it does is it takes all of the candlesticks, you know, in the kind of chart you're looking at and the time frame you're looking at and classifies them as either bullish or bearish and then ranks them um, a little bit in the inside and then gives you this histogram showing is there uh, an increasing amount of bullish candlesticks or a decreasing amount of bullish candlesticks. So Foot Locker, for example, uh, after that gap up, we are seeing a little bit of an increase of bullish candlesticks. And as someone who really likes candlesticks and candlestick pattern myself, that may show some buying under the hood when you know you're seeing more thing, you're seeing more hammers and you're seeing more uh, engulfing candles and you know all the ones that we know that are are bullish and and less of the ones that are bearish overall. How about uh, Disney? Is this uh, this uh, Iger coming back? Is this the beginning of something big, or does it just look like a one day wonder? Uh, well, we're seeing an uptick in the the relative strength here, um, but we are seeing a downtick in the overall candlestick. So, you know, you take these and you combine them with just good old technical analysis. And I really think kind of what happens in relation to this gap here at a hundred bucks mm -hmm. is going to be important. We all know that the market really loves psychological levels. So for me, uh, I want to see, and I was actually looking at this one earlier in the day for a potential buy, but I want to see a close over a hundred just to 
show that we've kind of conquered that psychological level again. I think if we close under a hundred, then this thing could be, could be a little bit of a flash in the pan. And even uh, you can look at sectors like materials XLB or uh, industrials XLI, and you can actually do this also with um, ETFs on industries, right? Yeah. And this is something uh, we do. I personally do a lot of, I think there's a lot of value in looking mm. at um, at looking at this, right? So XLB, you know, from a classical charting, uh, you know, characteristics, you've got this little bull flag going on, a big push up, and then it's consolidation here. But then, you know, again, I'm trying to look at these other things and the the um, overall or today's action, but overall the mm-hmm. the relative strength seems to be popping up, and overall the candlestick seems to be getting more bullish. And on the bottom chart here, we're performing the S&P 500. So just by, as kind of a weight of the evidence trader, um, mm-hmm. I want to see a lot of these things start mm-hmm. to align. So it does look like things like materials might be going on and that might lead you to, uh, I don't know, looking at these, the different stocks within that sector and, and things like that. Yeah. If they were going to be printing money for infrastructure, that XME, which is your industrial kind of metals, yeah. uh, is that looking like it's improving? Because on a on a shaky day, it looks like it's you know, is that starting to look like it might happen there? Uh, it's looking a little bit flat from the indicators, but from okay. you know, from the chart point of view, I know it's a little bit far away. But this forty area, you can see, I already had this marked, so I was probably looking at this at some point. You know, it mm-hmm. seems like forty is is kind of your zone there, so. Um, you know, that's, that's a little bit far away if you're a support player. Uh, but really again, from a classical standpoint, we're in the middle of a range from kind of the indicator standpoint, we're looking about flat as well. So probably not something I would, I would take action on yet. I, and you know, for me, I want to see, uh, I want to get in that little bit of a strong trend. You know, I'm not one that that tries to pick the the support or the resistance. I just want to, you know, if the thing's going to rock it 20%, I'm okay with getting in and out for 5% if I can, if I can kind of grab that trend. Yeah, that uh, one last one, CLF, that's sure. starting to get some momentum here today. It seemed to me like, you know, well, it's still not out of the woods though, huh? No, almost an inside day and, and yeah. yeah, a little bit yeah. down to flat on, on the indicators. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think United States Steel may have had something as well or, yeah. and see, that's actually a little bit of divergence here. So those... When I see those, it it makes me want to look for a little bit more action. If I see the price moving up, but on less and less bullish candlesticks, yeah, I just start to get a little bit worried. And and you know, conversely, if the stock is moving lower, but there's more and more bullish candlesticks, like you'd see kind of back here, that would be the same thing as if I would short. You know, n- not a reason to kind of uh, counter the trend entirely, but maybe enough of a reason to go, okay, let me uh, take some profits or or a stop or something like that. You know, it makes sense that everyone's going into the defensives because they're going to want to get a dividend and they don't want to be in a high PE. And they can see that the three month T-bill is at 4.34 and the 10 years at 3.8. So that's a definite divergence. And I mean, an inversion. And uh, the history of that inversion is like eight out of eight times there's been a recession. So, I mean, yeah. It cash now, right? We know that's that's the most important thing in this market is, yeah. you know, if you're paying me a, a dollar right now is way more than a dollar a year from now. And as long <laughs> as that continues to be the case, the case we're, yeah. we're going to, you know, we're going to be playing these boring names, which, 
you know, as mm-hmm. traders, right, we want the zooms that are, you know, doubling every month or the right. pelotons that are going crazy. But you have to give what the market's uh, what the market's going to give you. And just right now, it's not giving us fun. Yeah. It's just giving us boring. And it's giving yeah. you utilities and staple. Yeah, we yeah. that's what you got to take. <clears throat> yeah, that's what. Well, I, I guess, like I say, people are trying to run for cover, and uh, they know there's a lot more cover in those type of things than there would be in a uh, in a non yielding high P type thing. You know. Well, yeah, and it's you know if I can make. <clears throat> five percent on on my money on a a high dividend yield on something that's fairly safe or or a t-bill or something like that then why would i risk uh you know something that may pay me 25 or 30 percent five years from now it's the math just doesn't work anymore it worked for a while and it just doesn't work now and i think you're going to see a lot more of uh, companies trying to rebalance and companies trying to um, figure out what to do next. You're seeing a lot of, you know, cost cutting methods and layoffs and, and all of this because everyone's got to get leaner and they got to start producing uh, dollars and cents now as opposed to trying to uh, swing for the fences and grow now and then kind of do things later. All right. Hey, Sonny, uh, do you want to put your screen back up here and let's go through some things that you uh, might be watching as well? I know you you have some things you hold on to for longer term and then you do uh, short term trading with the rest. I do. Thank you very much. So maybe you could throw a few things up there that you've been looking at as well. You name them. I'll throw them up there. Well, I'll tell you one that's uh, started to go is Keys, K-E-Y-S. Keys Technology, that uh, they add good earnings and uh, they're starting to look like they're trying to go up. Is there a trend there to be had or? Not yet. It's pretty sideways. We've got a, when the the dynamic moving average, the purple and the gold, when that goes flat, to me, that says do nothing. I got you. So that's a sideways movement right there, if there ever was. How about uh, over in China? Uh, they're having a bad day today, but what about LVS, Las Vegas Sands? Well, that one looks pretty good, although it's it's right at a flat DMA too, but it's been going up. It it showed strength by only coming down to the inner lower inner band instead of the lower outer band. So right. that's strength, and it yeah. jumps right out of there, and then today it's got a little correction going on. Yeah, it does. I, I think that's going to bounce off there and go on back up. Yeah, I mean, they're talking about opening up China by March or April. So obviously we're in November. So, you know, they're still going through a, a cases jumping and some more lockdowns. But this would be something because, you know, when they do get let out of their apartments, uh, I think uh, gambling is going to definitely come back into favor. And what I about agree with that? What about DD, D-I-D-I? That's a, a ride sharing Uber type company. And of course, you don't need a ride when you're locked in your apartment. But when you come out, you might need a ride. I think it's D-I-D-I-Y. Oh, uh, for whatever reason, they put a Y up there now. Uh, delisted. That's why it's on the on the pink sheets now, I think. Oh, so, OK. Uh, be well, that careful. Would, yeah, that would be very careful. Of course, at two dollars, you're careful right out of the chute, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, most stocks, you lose two dollars before you get back from lunch. So, you know, here, <laughs> here, here, as long as they don't lock you out, uh, you can still have the two dollars. Now, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. This is a very speculative situation, but it does have a story to it. And it does have a situation that could work. Um, get it on, a, on a longer term chart as a weekly. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting because, you know, ride sharing, uh, you know, it does seem to have a future to it. And uh, the fact that everyone's locked down would make this business out of favor. Mm-hmm. And when they come out of there, you know, just, like you know, just like uh, a cheesecake factory wasn't very good when we were locked up. And then when people could get out, uh, they couldn't wait to get their uh, Cobb yeah. salad or whatever they buy over there. 
Cheesecake. Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, that's what they get. Vanilla cheesecake. Um, what are, the gaming stocks look like they're going south here. Um, MGM. Of course, like I told you in the beginning, you know, we've got an inverted uh, three month and 10 years. So looking for upside is a, <clears throat> is a rough racket. Well, and this one's not doing too poorly. I mean, it's not racing for the sky, but it's, yeah. it's still absolutely <clears throat> heading upward. So from, from back in uh, June, we've got a nice slow progression up. We've got a little correction here yesterday and today. It's going to hit that DMA and Li all likelihood because gold's on top it's all likelihood it's going to continue on up to the upper band now what are you showing on uh, u.s steel because you know it is popping pretty good today What's x x and if the republicans and democrats could agree on anything they could probably continue uh, uh i mean agree on uh fixing the roads and fixing the bridges etc so this could be well, a place where they'd print money they sure need to be fixed over by my house i yeah. see them this way so this yeah, thing is starting is to get bowed legs right well, I don't know. Look at the, uh, you know, I call these attractors, uh, support and resistance and moving averages and things like trend lines and that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So right here, I've got a, an attractor overhead here, two places right there and right there. And it's going to hold down any price above. Uh, that's about, what is that? That's about 25, 26 bucks. Yeah, 26 bucks. A buck so, above where we are now. Right there. That's going to hold down that movement up. Yeah. If it were to get through that, that would be something of, of uh, that no would be very bullish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go through some of these things like uh, these energy stocks. I mean, uh, let's go with uh, uh, like um, uh, MRO. Yeah, that was uh, pretty good for a while. But I think uh, the bloom's coming off the rose on some of these. Well, and look here, it's it's hitting the DMA in the midline. Yeah. And it's three little bitty blue bars right there, all at the midline. That's a sign of strength. That's me it could go on up so it still could be by the dip what about uh your um, um well sorry yeah. just uh sure. just to pop in on that one not to yeah. interrupt but um the the candlestick reading indicator that uh that we just talked about there on that mro i'm just bringing these up as you guys are is actually sure. showing really really high uh, it just spiked up actually the last two days, probably because of those, like, uh, like you were just speaking about a lot of bottoming tails and small candles into that and, uh, an increase in the relative strength index. It's almost up to 80, which is a really, really high reading. So, um, this is actually one that I was just writing down as you guys were talking, because if it can get kind of back over that 30 ish area, it might be, uh, might be a place to try. Yeah, because what we're looking at here on these oil stocks is, are we getting a dip or is it game, set, match? And uh, if, it's a, if it's a dip, obviously, like you say, you want to take advantage of it. Um, on, another one would be Schlumberger and Halliburton, SLB. And that looks pretty good. I mean, we had a nice run up on Schlumberger. We've got uh, three blue candles right here hitting the midline. Mm -hmm. uh, they, when they dip under it like that, just lightly, they usually capitulate and and go back in the original direction so we've got a, a flagpole and a flag and it's going to go on up and the trap door would be a move down towards 41 where the 200 day is huh yeah what about on uh halliburton yeah oh yo would you want to throw yeah why don't you throw in michael if you see something uh, you know what your opinion is on these things yeah well, yeah, and just um, with Schlumberger, the the same same thing, a big spike in the over the last three or four days in the candlestick reader, uh, fifty dollars. Obviously, a really big level in Schlumberger was the high going back in June, and then it was the low in uh, late 
um, sorry, late October. And then we've got that big hammer candle now. So this is a, a really interesting one. If, if it holds over 50, I think that's your, uh, that's your play. Yeah. And then, you know, like I say, the risk would be it breaks. And then if it broke, um, it, it could go five or 10 bucks down pretty fast. Uh, if like we saw a big break, but right now it just looks like a dip. Uh, what about Halliburton, H-A-L? Hmm. And that one looks like it's going to go on down. It's below the flat DMA. It's headed for the lower outer band and, yeah. and that 200-day moving average. So it can bounce off the 200-day and go back up again, but more likely it's going to break and come on down. What do you see, Michael? Yeah, for me, it's kind of a, a bit of a mixed bag. So the mm-hmm. a, a spike in the candlestick reader, um, again, just because of the three bottoming tails, I would bet, but uh, falling off in the relative strength scanner. So, um, you know, just not looking nearly as as good there. So it's, you know, and anytime, again, I, I need everything to line up before I'm interested in this one, as opposed to the rest of them just seems relatively weak. So if any of them, right, if you're going to play that space, the oil and gas and that kind of thing, I think the other two that we talked about, the MRO and the Schlumberger is probably going to be a better bet. Now, a real darling is this Devon Energy DVN, but uh, it's gone up to 80 a couple of times and didn't like the altitude. (laughs) And it still doesn't. It's going to go on down to the lower outer band here. We've got, yeah. And the 200, again, is right there at that. So we're looking at 63.50, and we're currently at uh, 67.83. Yeah, and this is, from, from my readings here, this is mm. the weakest one yet. So, um, you know, and again, I think this kind of highlights, at least for me and, and the way that I look at the markets <laughs> and the way that I look at, at trading is that, you know, the, there's not a lot of sense of, of trading all of these different oil sectors, but uh, if or oil stocks, but if you are bullish on oil, the the kind of analysis that we just went through here, I think, is is really powerful for your listeners because you know you can sit down, you can have a thesis of okay, I don't think we're done in energy. I think this is a pullback, and we went through all these different stocks, and there's some that that both of us uh, both um, seem to like more than others. So you know, doing that kind of filtering to say okay, uh, I very much you know, have a thesis on uh, what I think is going to happen on energy. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through and I'm going to look at all of these different names and I'm going to pick a couple based off some criteria that I have. Uh, Maybe, um, you know, whatever indicators you look at or something like that, or it could just be relative strength or or whatever. But, you know, having that filtering mechanism, I think is great because not only are you, um, you know, filtering down by industry and saying, hey, I, you know, this is the industry I think will do the best, but you can also do another filter down by individual names. And, you know, the beauty of that is even if you're, if you're picking the strongest names, even if your thesis is wrong about energy, hopefully you're going to lose a little bit less if you're in the strongest as opposed to the weakest one. Yeah, I think that's the theory that uh, shows the defensive. Speaking of uh, the more defensive, let's put Bank of America up there because uh, it seems like uh, people are interested in the banks because, you know, their uh, net interest income is going to go through the roof. But uh, I always wonder who owns all those uh, mortgages and, and bonds that were sold at the low yield, because obviously somebody's holding on to some pretty big losses there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just mm-hmm. wondering who they are. We'll probably find out sooner or later, right? Uh, like we like we like crisis. we did with the crypto, right? We found mm. out sooner or later that everything wasn't right. Yeah. But anyways, Bank of America looking pretty good, right? It looks pretty good. 
Um, yeah, uh, you know, with some with some rising interest rates here, they can actually start making some money again. The one problem is the inversion, though. That means, you know, on the front end where they uh, right. they might have to pay a CD that has a higher rate that could maybe pinch their margins a little bit. Uh, also, loan demand isn't there anyway, so it doesn't really matter, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah who's refinancing right now? <laughs> Zero. Nobody. Yeah. Um, one other energy is uh, natural gas. Everyone's telling me there's a cold snap around the country. So what's RRC, range resources? <clears throat> yeah. Hanging, hanging on range for dear resources. life? Well, that couldn't be much more sideways. I mean, yeah. it's just like this DMA, and it's just up and down, up and down, and down, right? Above yeah. it and below it, over and over. And that's the that's the same as what I'm seeing. And it's funny. It's why a lot of this trend analysis and, and these indicators work, right, is because uh, we are looking at, at two different sets of charts and two different sets of indicators, but the the thesis behind it remains the same, right? You're, you're buying the stuff that uh, has a lot of interest and is going up, and you're, you're selling the stuff that has no interest and is going down, and then you're sitting out of the rest. And, and this is one for sure that I just wouldn't, I wouldn't take a bet anyway. Do we uh, see anything in solar? Are you in Sunrun? Sunrun called me the other day. I would like to buy a Tesla battery wall battery. You know those wall Tesla wall things? Uh, do they have them? Yeah, they do. Huh? They just came back in stock. <clears throat> they were out of stock. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good use of fifteen grand. I think put a battery yeah. on you. So this is looking really good. It's gone up through the sideways DMA. It's gone on up, up, up. Hit the upper band retracted here just a little bit mm -hmm. i think it's going to go on well not much more to there probably which is 34.89 so five we're looking at that before we have a little bit of a um yeah same same thing here we we had a little spike in the relative strength on that big kind of candle breakout and uh, a rising looking at the candlestick reader and then just you know it's it classical charting that's a, a pretty solid looking bull flag so right you're just looking for a, a, a some sort of breakout continuation there ride the the trend as long as it goes yep isn't it uh, fascinating how we can come from that such different outlooks and come to the same answer well and it's it's i think it's really cool too because again as a as a cmt as a chartered market technician they teach you know the four kind of or the i always say that the two core tenants of technical analysis is just trend and support and resistance and um mm -hmm. you know defining them in any way you want but really it's that trend that comes down to everything so yeah mm -hmm. it's it's you know, the one thing i always say to kind of newer traders is um you know like we just talked about with the the last name the natural gas name that we looked at if you can just spot the trends and stay with the stuff that's uptrending and avoid the stuff that's downtrending or not moving, then great, right? That you're you're already ahead of ninety percent of the traders out there. That's true. Uh, let's go into the healthcare a little bit. Walgreens has been doing very well lately. WBA. <clears throat> yep, they're doing well. They've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days of seven trading days of sideways that they're going to have to overcome. We need some kind of good news or or reports of some kind that will encourage that to go on up. If it's not going to go on up, it's going to go back down to the midline, mm -hmm. which is currently at 38.24 with price at 40.3. So we've got about two points that we can go down. Volumes falling off on this chart. So we need 
some something if it's going to spike on up it's going to have to have some kind of new- yeah 41 and a half ish 42 i think that's that's the the key with this one if if it can't if it can't get over that and if it can't get over mm-hmm. that i'd say in the next few days um you know there's all those people that are going to try to play the pretty clear resistance zone there so uh, if it gets going then those people are wrong and they have to cover but um you know it, it's looking a little bit uh, just flat right now i'm looking at all the other metrics there's a little bit um more than normal options i'm seeing um, i don't use it very much but trade ideas does have some fundamental uh fundamental scanners but the put call ratio is actually a little bit higher than normal today it's like 1.1 so it's not extreme but just there are some uh a little bit of an increase in input buying going on in this one right now yeah they're probably thinking the pullback is going to happen yeah yeah. Um, there's a drug one that uh, deals in uh, generics called Tiva, TVA, and they had a lawsuit that got settled and it spiked up to about 10. Then it came back into this eight area. I just wondering not, if the, not you know, TVA, Jim. T-E-V-A. T-E-V-A. There you go. I was going to say TVA is Tennessee Valley. Uh-huh. And I was wondering if we can uh, do a longer term chart on this. So you get an idea of where it, where it's been over the last five years, let's say, or whatever on a weekly or whatever. Yeah. So a monthly chart right there. Yeah. I mean, this is the uh, poster trial for sideways, <laughs> but you know, sometimes sideways is followed by something down well, to sideways can call that one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had a big lawsuit problem. Um, it, and we've got this history right there. It's, it's going to go on down to touch that support. So it's really dead. It's, it's dead. Yeah. yeah. That's not, it's not something that I would, I would buy like that. But it, again, just looking at the the same options thing that I, I do peek at from time to time, uh, 143% normal option volume. So nothing crazy, but uh, a little bit more than normal. And uh, a 0.7 put call ratio, just meaning that there's more calls being bought today than put. So if you're one that subscribes to the theory that the options people kind of know what's up, then there's some buying going on in calls. But all time frames, you're just kind of stuck in the middle of a range. Just no fun. This would be one that I would be intrigued to buy a uh, a long term uh, option on of a year or two <clears throat> and see if there's going to be a turn over the next couple of years kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because you've got to figure the premium's got to be dirt because the thing hasn't gone anywhere. So you're going to put up hardly any money and then you lock in price for a couple of years and, you know, go to sleep and see if it wakes up and uh, does a Rip Van Winkle on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because and you're a millionaire. Sometimes, you know, sometimes like I, I've done it with uh, things like um, um, uh, Freeport McMoran at five or ten dollars a share. Uh, if you look at something that you don't think is going out of business and you think that over time something good will happen, like it did with Freeport McMoran when it ran to 50, uh, sometimes these things are not the worst thing. And TV, you know, you know does have a, uh, a reasonable business, I think. So. Anyway, it's intriguing to me because it's in healthcare and it's in drugs and the whole country's on drugs and, you know, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's going to uh, age. So that's more drugs. So, you know, I mean, it's not like their business is going out of business. Right. Um, uh, before we get a little bit of time here, uh, one thing that has come off the canvas, but that's about all you can say about it is the precious metals. So let's take a look at a few of those because, you know, um, uh, after the 2001 top, um, value was the way to be for the, for the next five years or so. Mm-hmm. And the gold went on about a 10 year run. So, you know, the long, gold, the, right? yeah, 
After the last time we had a, a very big peak, like we had here recently, it was 2000, 2001. And two things that definitely happened in the subsequent years was value outperformed uh, growth and the gold went from 300 to two grand. So uh, we, uh, we know value has already started to run. Uh, let's see if this thing from two grand back down to one grand. Well, hey, I don't care where it goes. If I'm in there from three to two, I'll, I'll leave it too and leave the rest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's just see here if there's anything going on. Let's start out with Newman Mining, uh, NEM. Uh, it's at half price from where it was, and it pays 5% dividend. So it's not the worst place to look around. Uh, and it's largely sideways, as they say, sharply sideways, technically. Yeah. So that's just watching Sweet. paint dry right through there for weeks and weeks. And yeah, at 5% dividend. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think so. So for 44 bucks, you get 5% on that. Uh -huh. The only thing I like about this chart, and again, I'm I'm more of a, a trend trader, so this wouldn't be something that I would do. But the those three red days in a row that you had right after earnings, um, I see, just yeah. a couple of days ago, yeah, that broke a major resistance, and then within another three days, we were back up over it. So you know, forty bucks, it it was a, a very important level for this. It had earnings, it, it kind of cracked under forty, yep, but then just got by bought up. So that's your very kind of typical bear trap. And the beauty of playing things like that bear traps, uh, one of uh, a close friend of mine, Brian Shannon, um, always has a saying from failed moves comes fast moves. So, you know, if you got enough mm. people trapped in there, maybe, and, and the beauty of it is you've got you've got a level to play off. It's at 44 right now. If it closes under back under 40, uh, you're probably wrong and it's time to go. So, you know, I would have just not, I would just dismiss it entirely until you mentioned the dividend. So that kind of makes me think, well, you know, if you buy it here and you're, um, you're risking to 40, you're risking about 10%, pays a 5% dividend. So even if you are sitting for a long period of time, at least you're getting paid to sit. Yeah. One of the problems uh, is with the inverted yield curve, if we go into a recession and the Dallas Fed is talking about real estate dropping 20%, if we go down 20% in real estate and the, um, and the yield curve continues to invert and we have a recession, I don't think there's anywhere to hide, you know? I have to ask, what do you mean if we go into well, I, th I mean, I I'm, I'm just being polite chart. here. I'm being polite here. You know, I don't want to be you like- say, uh, If I, I look in this chart, yeah. that we're down more than 20%. Yeah. Uh, hello, this looks like a recession to me. Yeah. Well, and like I say, uh, that means, uh, you know, money costs more money and then it's tight and then the revenues drop and then the earnings and that's drop. That's all happening. That's yeah. all happening. No, I, I'm, that's my cup of tea. But uh, again, I'm not a fighter if it starts getting above certain levels. Um, you know, that's another story. Let's look at a few more of these real quick. Uh, AG is a silver one. Let's put it back on. A, well, that's okay. That's a weekly. That's just. Boy, that had a blow off top there and it's showing down there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody likes to carry around big bags of junk dimes. Yeah. I think those gold pieces are really pretty though. You can carry those around. <laughs> with with a <laughs> uh, with a with some type of defense mechanism. What do you do you see any I mean there's not much to report here, is there? There's Michael? not much to report. It's going down. Yeah. Yeah, same, right? You're you you went you, you had that uh, that blow off top that was and now you're basing, right? So after you have a big move and then you have a base after that, that's generally a flag. If you're if you're into trend trading at all, you kind of have to bet that the the this base will resolve at some point in the direction of that trend. And you know, it's gonna continue now. It's a, it's a, as a Canadian, I, I see that's a Canadian company. I wish they did well, but uh I wouldn't 
I wouldn't bet on for sure. What about Suncor? Would you bet on those? Those guys are up there in all the. Uh... What did your friend say again, Michael? After blow, after. After after failed after, moves comes fast moves. I really like that. After boring yeah. comes fast. <laughs> A classic one on that is that um, Russell 2000, when it went to 240, and then it just collapsed from there, and uh, it really came down fast, that uh, IWM. Yeah, I know traders who make a, a really good living and they all they do is they wait for whatever quote unquote should happen to to not happen. So that Russell 2000 moves, I know someone who uh, as soon as it broke out and then and then failed and this was I think mid 2001 just, you know, loading up on puts all day long and that's pretty much <laughs> all he had to do for the entire year and and it's just the you know the fact that when people are trapped, it's the only time that you're you're kind of forcing somebody to to take a trade. Yeah. Uh, you can get them right, then you're you're forcing them to take another side, and uh, you know that's the best trade to be in if someone has to liquidate yeah. one way or the other. Yeah, sometimes they call that liquidity provider. In other words, you know, <laughs> yeah. if something's going through the roof and and looks crazy, somebody is obviously providing liquidity to that stampede, right? Mm-hmm. And those guys are not the dumbest guys in the room sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. One of my clients, you know, Jim, I don't trade options. And one of my clients called me last week and said he's trading options with Sunnyband. And I'm like, well, how does that work? And he said, well, when price covers over the lower band, you wait a couple of bars and then you catch it on Friday's options expiration, sell puts, and it's a sure thing. <laughs> well, pretty interesting. Well, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. Hey, one last one. Uh, let's look at Freeport MacMoran. Like I told you, I had some personal experience with it. It went up to 50. Uh, we got out of it in mm -hmm. the 40s and then it pulled back to 25 and then we got back in and now it's at 35. What's it look like now? Give me a symbol. Uh, oh, uh, FCX, Frank Charlie X-Ray. That looks like a way spread out head and shoulders there. That funny looking head and shoulders, but it um, it's either a failed head and shoulders or that's going to come back down to around in here. Yeah, that's you got to keep this on a short leash. Yeah, and and you know, head and shoulders patterns are the most failed of all the tackle patterns. But uh, yeah, keep but it was a, it was a it leash. was a good it was a good buy against the bottom of those uh, sunny bands that I was mm -hmm. talking about around right, twenty five right bucks. There. Yeah, yep. And, now, and yeah. right back here is where the sunny bands gave the buy set. Right. Oh there. yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, for what I look at, um, you know, everything's just looking flat. So just one of the ones that I just wouldn't be too interested in. Yeah. When they go up and then they go flat, you got to be a little nervous because, you know, when they start losing their uh, boat legs, you know, all those people who bought at 25 may want to start getting out. huh? Yeah. And then, you know, to, to kind of resolve what will happen next is, is generally when you zoom out to a longer time frame. Right. So, you know, the question is when they they lose steam and and our people are going to be nervous, you yeah. know, if, if the stock's in an overall uptrend and it, it pops up a bit and it loses steams, well, people might not be that nervous, but when it's, um, you know, in a, a longer term kind of downtrend or it's under pressure, like this one is a little bit, uh, if you go longer out, then, you know, if people, if people start to sense that the top might be in, I think they're a little bit quicker to run for the door. Hey, one last one. Let's do QQQ and find out if uh, these ARC funds and all these guys who had the uh, dead cat bounces, um, if the cats are going to go back into the uh, into the woods, yeah, into the well, bag. The, the, you want to see the ARC funds on a monthly basis. She went she spent two years going nearly straight up and then the next two years straight back down. Yeah. But what is this selling us? Uh, pretty much. Uh, 
a lot of resistance right around that 300 bucks. We've got an attractor right here and that's where we're going. I got you. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the cloud, it's, yeah. it's under the purple, purple's on top, it's under, under, under. It's a little flat right now, which gives us hesitation to go on down. And and about the same here. Now, one thing that I did as a, a bit of a, a quant nerd and that kind of stuff is um, when we had that CPI print, not the most recent one, but the one before that, where we right. gapped down huge and then we rallied up, I I did a bit of analysis something cool that we can do with Tradia is said, hey, how many times in the last, you know, uh, 20 plus years has that occurred where we had this massive, massive gap down and then it rallied to take out the high of the day before it. And there was only two other times that I could find in about the last 20 years that that happened. And that was pretty much near the bottom of the 2018 uh, market and pretty much near the bottom of the 2019. If you remember both those years, you know, they, they had these kind of violent, uh, violent trades. Um, now, you know, that's a sample size of two. So I wouldn't get, uh, I wouldn't get super excited about that, but it right. was kind of interesting. So, um, you know, I think as a longer term trader, maybe you could just say, uh, Hey, I'm going to play against that level. Uh, if you're someone that likes to buy pullbacks or support, just in case it's going to happen for a third time. But, you know, it's, again, it's a sample size of two, so I wouldn't get too excited about it. Well, Michael, uh, could you uh, put your screen back up there and then uh, again, briefly explain some of the things that you can do for uh, the uh, listeners here and uh, also give uh, contact uh, information so they can get a hold of you? Sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, my Michael Noss, CMT on YouTube and Twitter and you know, everywhere else in the world, I'm, I'm pretty Googleable. And uh, trade-ideas.com if you're interested more about the software itself. But um, I, it, and this, I know this sounds really salesy, but I could ramble on for, for hours about everything that the software can do, um, but I won't. Uh, just know that we are uh, we are scanning, we're alerting, we're auto trading. We can send um, automatic symbols or chart symbols directly to interactive brokers and E-Trade with some more brokers coming in soon. So you can trade directly from the chart. Uh, we have access to scanning kind of um, whatever it is that you want from moving average crossovers to candlestick patterns. And hey, maybe we'll chat about getting those uh, uh, a scanner for those sunny bands at some point. Um, you know, uh, pattern recognition, um, yeah, Boilinger bands, MACD, um, we have the ability, we're from uh, day trading to swing trading to intraday trading. So these scans that I have up here are showing me live in real time, updating every second, what the strongest and weakest stocks in the, the overall market. I have these more set to kind of low float, uh, low cap things, but again, just constantly saying, okay, ZH is just getting killed right now. Uh, UCL is doing fantastic right now. And these are updating uh, live in real time again with charting you know if you want to build a scan that says hey i want stocks when they're crossing their two minute 200 period moving average that's the kind of stuff we can do at a granular level uh, at a broad level we have access to you know, scanning for uh, pre-market gappers you know things that are, are moving currently really really fast with up here uh, different sectors, short squeezes, meme stocks, unusual options, sector scans. Uh, right? if, if you're looking for something to help you find what's moving in the market currently and looking to take action on that, then uh, Trade Ideas is definitely something to check out.
Yeah, I definitely see the word comprehensive coming to my mind when I uh, see all the stuff that you can do. And then, of course, you can probably help people to kind of whittle it down a little bit to things that are, might be appropriate that they're looking for, right? Yeah, so we have uh, a live stream going on all all day long at uh, just uh, youtube.com slash trade ideas. It's something that I do on my own channel, which is just youtube.com slash Michael Noss CMT, um, because that is a, a pretty... A large problem that I see a lot of traders have where, you yeah. know, you can, you can do so much the questions what to do. So what we did a lot of today, which I thought was cool was show how, you know, two different trading styles can kind of look at a chart and, and look at it differently, but sometimes seeing. So I think as a trader, the really important thing is to make sure that however you're looking at the chart um, makes the most sense to you. So you can sit down and say, hey, I want to just um, focus on X, Y, Z, and we can build a whole suite of scans for you that will do that and you know, get your charts all set up. And so you're not having to try to look at everything out there, just the ones that are on the move based off your trading plan at the moment. Sure. That's outstanding. Okay. And um, uh, Sunny, again, uh, what do you now have as an offer for people uh, to go over to uh, Money Mentor? Well, moneymentor.com, we have right now through tomorrow, 30%, up to 30% discount on my indicator, including Sunny Bands and several others. Uh, when packaged together as a bundle, you can get them cheaper by the dozen. So go That's to moneymentor.com. Uh, I've been a professional trader for 42 years. I'm an easy language programmer, a mathematician, and author of soon to be seven best-selling trading books. Perfect. Okay. So that's the way uh, uh, you guys can uh, get a hold of, um, of uh, Michael and Sonny. And uh, as far as Option Professor is concerned, at optionprofessor.com, you can get PDF reports on how to hedge against market declines and also upside surprises. And obviously, we've had both of those this year quite a bit. So uh, these strategies are very helpful to people, and we explain them as well. So optionprofessor.com. Uh, David, I'm going to send it back to you. I want to thank Michael for being here. First time I've talked to you. And God, it was uh, very good, very informative. Thank you very much. And Sonny, as always, it's good to hear from you. So thanks, you guys, for being here today. You thanks too. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. All right. Yeah, great show today. So uh, covered a lot of good stocks, a lot uh, a lot of stocks, a lot of good info. So um, uh, just a quick reminder, be sure to subscribe to Timing Research on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. And you can also just go to timingresearch.com to get access to this show as soon as I can get the archive posted, as well as uh, especially the, uh, the big event we did last week. Uh, like I said, uh, we had 39 great presentations over the course of uh, four days, and those will be permanently available on Timing Research to review anytime. And uh, I just want to thank my guests again for today, uh, Michael Noss of uh, TradeIdeas.com, Trade-Ideas.com, and Stats Trading Edge, or StatsEdgeTrading.com. Um, yeah, thanks again for Michael for being here for the first time on, on the CFN show. And uh, Sonny Harris of MoneyMentor.com and the Option Professor of OptionProfessor.com. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, David. Thank you.